Welcome to the Love is Viral show. I'm your host, Jeanette Schneider, the founder and CEO of Live Media and the creator of the Live Pocket Coach on the Apple App Store. Our premise at Live is simple. A healthier you today leads to a healthier world tomorrow. Our guests include neuroscientists, therapists, professors, coaches, authors, yogis, speakers, entrepreneurs, and those who believe that a bigger, better life can be found at the intersection of mindfulness and science. Join me as we nerd out with a little bit of soul. The Love is Viral show is a live media production. Vipul Pisanya, also known as V, has spent the last year in deep reflection with a desire to find out what is truly important. Delving deeper into the realm of consciousness, his focus has been on strengthening his awareness of self by questioning what is no longer serving him on this journey and releasing all that was not in alignment with where he is going. Vipul regularly speaks on the topic of consciousness and universal laws to teach others how to become a magnetic force that attracts abundance in their lives. In this episode, we discuss collective consciousness and how it is shifting during a pandemic, mindless consumption and the power digital media holds in our everyday lives, tools to assist you in raising your vibration and that of the planet, being versus doing and the importance of surrendering to the flow of life and why we need to learn to enjoy our own company and discover what it is we actually want. V is the host of the Know Your Legacy podcast, a writer and truth seeker. He expresses emotions as words to connect with people on a deeper level. Let's dig in. Hi, this is Jeanette Schneider with the Love is Viral show, and I'm so excited to have with me today Vipul, my friend from London. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me, Jeanette. It's well overdue. I'm excited. I know. We haven't talked um, through this medium in a while, um, probably close to a year, and a lot's changed, I feel like, in both of our lives. And um, I've been kind of harassing you a little bit to come on the show for a while because we had such a deep conversation the last time we talked. And as I've changed formats um, in my own show where I'm more future focused, like even more so now with what's going on in the world, like I love conversations in regards to kind of consciousness and self-awareness. And we're at a time in history where it feels like people are making a choice to move into this space. You have a lot of people who are realizing that there's a lot of noise. And I know this is something that you love to talk about, that you delve into, that you even went on a hiatus uh, to spend some time with yourself to kind of raise that vibration and understand what that next level looks like. And I'm so curious, like when we talk about consciousness today in the world that we're living in, in this moment, what is that, what does it like immediately come to mind when you think of, of consciousness and people who are wanting to, um, to move out of the noise and, and to kind of light up more parts of their brain. Yeah. I, I love that question. And like you said, I love talking about this sort of stuff because it's something that's been a deep part of my, my life and my experience over the last couple of years, especially over the last year, as you, as you mentioned, took a break mm -hmm. just to do some real deep reflection, but I feel like consciousness right now is, is being raised for, for everyone across the planet there. Generally there's a collective rising or, um, a uh, raising of um, vibration or, or awareness. And I think consciousness really comes down to uh, a point of awareness, of points of awareness, swimming in a sea of, of existence and where our thoughts, emotions, and all of those things are, are intertwined through this consciousness. And, and I think the more that we work through and uh, kind of become aware of where we're currently at and mm -hmm. where we, the potential of where we can go, that is the place where you can start to kind of uh, raise your vibration consciously, become more aware of what's possible and do more for yourself and those around you as well. So I feel like everyone is kind of going through that phase right now in their own way. Not everyone is, um, but the majority of people are, it seems like at least from, from social media, from people I'm speaking to um, in, in my circle and in my wider circle seem to, uh, to want to find out more, have more questions to ask. And I feel like, as children, we all ask questions because that's our way of learning, um, our way into the world, our way into opening um, the portal for knowledge um, and to be sponges to understand the world around us, basically. And I feel like this is a time where people are asking more questions about what's real, what's not real, what's serving them, what's not serving them, and then shedding layers of, the, of themselves or kind of behaviors that no um, kind of serve where they want to go next. And that, that's kind of where I've been at over the last year is looking at what actually, what, where am I? And 
serving me and what isn't serving me. And it's an ongoing journey because those things change as, as circumstances change as well. I think it's really interesting. And I, and I want to kind of take listeners on kind of a journey, right? Because I think if we dig deep into like consciousness as we understand it, you and I today, we might, it, it, it might be overwhelming, right? Um, but one of the things that I've noticed and the reason that I think people are starting to come into more awareness is all of the sudden, um, especially on social media, because it feels like social media has become larger than life. Um, it's where a lot of agendas and advertising and corporations and politicians um, put their, their information out there. And it used to be, I was thinking about this, right? When Facebook first got started, we were on there and it was fun. I was like, do you remember it being fun? Because you could find your old, like people you went to school with and you could bring your family in together and you shared pictures and funny stories about the things that you did. And then over time, it's changed to become this social political hub, right? Where it seems that for a while, we were given the information that fit our mindset. So depending on what political party you followed, you believed that you were absolutely right and everyone in the world believed the same as you. Um, and, and then we realized, like, well, that was kind of an experiment in the way that they understand our algorithms and the way we consume content, and that's concerning. And that really started to kind of rise up to the top. And now I see people who are like, I don't want to be in this space anymore. It's so toxic. No one can agree. Um, we're all fighting. Um, and I'm seeing more people click off and say what's important. And I think it's really interesting, too, because not just with social media, but even with the pandemic, more people are realizing what's actually important to them. And they're clicking off the social media and they're clicking out of these things that they did to kind of numb and I feel like for a long time, we just numbed ourselves with information because it was easier to do that. Um, and it's addictive, right? If you talk to any developer or software engineer, like they'll have entire meetings about like, how do we addict people to this, whatever? How do we get cons con consumption, consumption, consumption? Because that helps us financially. Um, and they also like to experiment, right? I work, I have software technology that we've developed. And, you know, I've talked to some folks who've developed for other um, industries. And this is, these are conversations that are had. What I think is really fascinating right now is more people are like, I want to go camping. I want to be outside. I want to go take a walk. I want to go, like things are becoming a lot more simpler. And I feel like there's suddenly this bridge. Like what, what's your take on that? Do you feel like it's like popping people out of that numbing kind of scenario that we've had? Yeah, definitely. So the, just to hit on the, the first thing you said about um, building on that addictiveness. That's 100% true because I spoke to uh, a senior designer um, because I do, as a day job, recruitment for, for Sky, which is part of the, the Comcast group. So I was speaking to a designer just to understand their department, what he does and how it can be of, of service to, um, to, to the projects that he's got. And what he said was they had, like in some of his friends who are in kind of Netflix, some of the conversations that they have is literally about um, how do we keep people on for longer that's that's the number one goal of the ui design of the interface which wasn't something he wanted to incorporate but he was giving me a breakdown of of how the industry works currently and it's called dark design that's pretty much that that niche which is keeping people on looking at the times where consumption is is um kind of at its highest and i think for netflix it was something crazy like 10 p.m to 3 a.m and that's why you have things like when the episode finishes, you've got like less than five seconds before the next one starts and the intro gets skipped. So all of these small things you think are, are, you know, you don't really think of them as a consumer, but actually it's been well thought out so that you just don't need to move from the screen. It's, it's mindless. It's easier and easier for you. Yeah. Yeah. And the amount of se selection that you have as well, right? I recently watched or you may also want to consume this or other people, other customers have watched, whatever it might be. So it's really taking a step back from that and understanding rather than someone else telling me what I should do, what is it that I actually want? And I had a conversation with a friend the other day and I said, well, if you don't figure out what you want, you're going to become part of someone else's marketing plan, which mm -hmm. most of us, most of us are. And that's why I took that last year off to really take a step back to, to look at what's, what's most important. And it's a simple things. Like you said, going camping, going for walks, turning your phone off, connecting with friends, um, writing emails, which don't really get done these days to friends that is like long form emails or, or handwriting letters, stuff like that's not done. And you find you find it more of a um, 
a, a, legi- a, a kind of what's the word a luxury when you do receive or write something like that or create something like that because it's just not expected in this day and age or all you get is a notification pinging back and forth between you and the person that you're speaking to but the funny thing is about all of the stuff we're talking about is that's all normal like it's natural it's our natural state of being to be around nature to take a walk to to plug off you know plug off early and and go to sleep when the sun sets and wake up when the sun rises those things are basic like that's part of how we should be living as a as a organism that's part of this whole collective um consciousness of nature but we've unplugged from that and lost our bearings almost and to me it feels like we're going full circle so what i mean by that is going back to the way we should be um and and kind of redirecting ourselves so that we're finding our way back home if that makes sense because we've kind of been lost in in our priority list what's important and what's not what was important to us or so we thought was is kind of um, chasing money or being on the phone or watching Netflix or whatever it might be place whatever activity you want in that in that space but when you strip that away um, we just spoke about um, stripping back and fasting and taking a break from before the show kicked off and that's really where you begin to realize um, your your true calling or the things that are most valuable to you is when you take a break from certain things because otherwise you can become really mindless in what you're doing. And as we as we said earlier, your finger just goes from one thing to the next, like Instagram, WhatsApp, Facebook, and you, other people are pulling your strings. You know, in terms of the apps, that's companies. But then you have friends who are reaching. And albeit sincerely but they're taking your time if you constantly have to sit and respond to everyone where's the time for you and i guess this is a collective time that people are taking to to reflect on what's most important to me and actually let's slow down what 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 are we racing towards like you're racing towards death like where, where are you going <laughs> <to do that? laughs> yeah <laughs> we're all heading in the same direction i um it's I think it's really fascinating. So like my, I was telling you before we got started, my daughter, Olivia, my phone was next to her the other day and I was getting all these notifications and she's like, mom, you got a text, mom, you got this money. And then like after the third or fourth one, she's like, oh my gosh, mommy, this is a lot. Like, how do you do this? Like, I don't want this. And like, she's on a couple of chat apps because of school being out and quarantine and all that stuff. Then I offered her a new one through Facebook, Facebook kids messenger. And she started crying and she's like, I can't take any more programs for communication. People already know how to get in touch with me. I can't handle another one. And I was like, wow, that's really valuable. And someone in my, um, in my company actually challenged me to do a 24 hour digital detox because I'm so available. And, um, it was interesting because it's almost like before I decided I was going to do it, it's almost like I was on crack, right? Cause I was just like, I have to get as much as I can before I know that I'm going to go into detox. Um, so I was like consuming, consuming, consuming. And then you have those fears about whether or not like you're going to miss out on something like, but you're not really that important. Like if you think about it, if someone needs to reach you, they're going to pick up the phone and they're going to call you. And I think there was kind of that disconnect. Like I will only check emails and, and phone calls and texts around business stuff and, and whatever, and my daughter, um, but anything else. But as we mentioned, I go to email and it's muscle memory in my hand. My hand automatically knows that when I'm done with email, I moved to Instagram and then I moved to Facebook and then I move here and then I move here. And I was like, I am programmed to go on this little journey um, automatically. And so I'd accidentally click on it and then I'd have to click off really quick and be like, oh, no, 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 I'm not doing that. Um, and what was funny through the whole process is that after the course of doing this, and I'd done small variations of this where I'd taken some things off my phone. Um, when you go back in, you realize how low vibe these things are, how so much of it is is um, is there to be divisive, is there to create worry or fear or misalignment and all of this and it no longer resonates with you right you're like I can see this happening and I don't want that and then I think that's where we start making those choices and we start saying what do I like I loved what you said about like if you don't figure out what you want you become part of someone's marketing plan 
And I think for me, that was like a huge, like, okay, let's get clear. Let's back off. And, you know, even though I still am working with my relationship through digital media, um, I made a conscious choice at some point in time over the last several months. Like I want to raise my vibration. I want to be a more conscious person. I've done a lot of work on myself and, you know, I'm fascinated right now with our brain chemistry and the way we have access to these parts of ourselves that um, we've ignored or or allowed to go dormant because we are just being fed information. And so I'm, I'm playing in this space and I know that some people enter it by meditation or walks in nature. I'm finding personally that being outdoors and being in nature has been enormous for me. So I'm curious from your perspective, like what are the first steps someone could take when they're like, okay, I'm ready to make this decision that I want to vibe up and I need to get out of the chatter. Like what would you say? Like first things first. Okay, so that's that opens up the door for for a lot of things. Um, okay, there's 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 a lot of things you can do, and I don't want just just a caveat before we go into it that I don't want people to feel overwhelmed that they have to do all of these things tonight and their life will be changed tomorrow because it's a process. All of the things I've realized so far have come over time, mm-hmm. um, and and overnight, so to speak. So it takes it takes time integrate these things as well by no means am i perfect and i do all of these things well but i'm aware that these tools are available and do work for me if i put the effort into take some time to to engage with them um so i've written a couple down because i wanted people to to have the best kind of um insights that have worked for me Uh, but a few of the things i guess uh we'll we'll start with is one being food um we mindlessly consume content and and um you know as you said on netflix and, and social media etc whatever it might be but food has been uh, a big one mm. i've i've uh over the last seven years i've been battling with an autoimmune disease disorder and that's kind of forced me to look at my relationship with food and what works and what doesn't and as time's gone on i've realized that food is more important than anything else and that leads mm. to to health in general so when we're looking at increasing our vibration, we're looking at uh, health. And if, you know, I've always heard the, the saying health is wealth. I'm like, okay, cool. That's good. Cliche. But what, what, what does that actually mean? I feel like now I'm actually understanding what health is wealth actually means. Because if, you're, if, if your physical body, the vehicle that allows you to move around in this planet and do things, isn't at its optimal level or above average, then you're not going to get anything done because you know, you're, you, you said you're interested in the brain. I'm sure many people who are listening are, are interested in how the brain works. I'm by no means uh, an expert, but everything that's going on has a chemical reaction in the brain. And so mm-hmm. if you can master the right balance of, of chemical release in the brain, that's what's going to give you optimal performance because that uh, affects hormone levels and your mood and your emotions. And if all of those things are off, because of the content you're consuming, the food you're eating, the conversations you're having, um, because you're cooped up in your room all day and you haven't been in nature, all of these things affect the brain and and the body at large. So if you're not taking care of that vehicle, first of all, the vibrations, it's, it's not going to change. So the first thing to realize is health is, is, is number one. And that's the foundation of all the other tools that you use up your vibration is to understand the vibration comes from your body. Your body is made of made up of energy of vibration, of frequency. Um, Nikola Tesla said that if you want to understand the universe, understand energy, frequency, and vibration. And those are the three things that make up everything, including us. And um, so so I mentioned food. So uh, food is, is medicine. Um, I don't like the idea of diet. So, you know, I, I don't really like sticking to a, a, a um, I guess, a strict routine and many people probably don't like the idea of sticking on a a strict routine either what i've decided is to to be more intuitive about it and listen to my body so as i'm going through my day think about what you want to eat before you're going to eat it and what physically happens for me is i either get a tick or a cross in my in my being like i i I feel that there's a tick if i think gross for example it's a tick if i think of fries and uh, a, a shot of sambuca which may have been something i had at university daily um it's a it's a cross like and and i gone past that barrier and, and said oh let me just dive in it's been a number of months let me just have that thing like i had ice cream recently and that like 
my your body's like no thank you (laughs) yeah 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 my digestion you know my digestion got thrown off my emotions got thrown off the conversation in the the thoughts I was having so I was like this is this is a big deal as I'm becoming aware of my relationship with the things around me especially food Mm -hmm. it's not just about what you're eating it's not that's that that physical activity has a cause and effect uh, to, to everything else that follows so if you're body is being becoming lethargic and digestion is off which takes up most of the 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 body's energy then naturally your thoughts are going to be a a lot more kind of depressive or tired or or unenthusiastic then the conversations you have you might be a little bit snappy in your in your comments that evening because you're not feeling great and now you're not going to get that task done because you're not feeling too great i'll do it tomorrow and then you wake up late and so your next day is thrown off because you didn't do your morning routine so you have to physically look at all of these things and how they affect you throughout the day. So food's been number one for me. Look at the food that you're eating. Food carries consciousness within it. it, it when you eat it, you're consuming consciousness. It's not just proteins, carbs, and fats. Yeah, that, that, that's the face value of it. But the food that you're eating, it has physically got life in it. So are you eating something like, for example, a chocolate bar, which has no natural water in it and no uh, nutrients compared to a banana or a mango, which is full of water, full of potassium, zinc, iron, these things that your body will just eat up in two seconds. You'll have no issues with digestion and you'll feel great afterwards. Mm-hmm. But no one will tell you these things. There'll be a million and one things that you read about online. This is where what we said about being sucked into someone else's marketing plan. You see it on, in- I see it on Instagram all the time. And now I just laugh when I see people's adverts about fitness and about diet and about digestion, because they look at the things that you're searching on your, on your, IP address, whatever you're searching in your browser, those are the adverts that will come up when you're scrolling on social media because you're linked to the same IP address. So if you're connected to the same Wi-Fi and IP address, they will know what you've been searching and then the, the ads get targeted. That's how you know, targeted marketing works. But anyway, food's number one. Food is okay. medicine, remember that. Um, and be intuitive about it. You know, Listen to your body. What, what makes you feel good and what doesn't? You, if, if I was to ask you, what doesn't make you feel good? You would be able to tell me straight away yeah. that this isn't good for me, but I've got a habit. I can't get off it. No one's saying you have to get off it overnight. Just reduce it maybe by one cup, like one less cup of coffee or, or one less takeaway meal a week. Gradually go through that process. And, and um, that brings me to the second thing, which is journaling. Raising your vibration is often about understanding your thoughts and emotions and the thoughts and emotions that you want to have. And to be able to choose the thoughts and emotions you want to have to understand what's currently going on with you. So you can clear the palette and redirect your thoughts or, or focus your energy on a certain framework of thinking. So um, um, there, there was a quote that I read a, f- a few years ago that said, um, man is what he thinks about all day long. I think it was by Ralph Waldo Emerson. And basically your thinking takes up a, a lot of brain power, a lot of body energy. Uh, and if you're focusing constantly on the, on the things that are not giving you the, the desired results that you want or the way that you want to feel, then you're constantly going to be directing the universe to go in the wrong direction for what you want. So rather than thinking about what you don't want and the things you want to get away from, think about the things that you want. One tool that's helped me is journaling. So really understanding where am I kind of, limited in my thinking and feeling where am I not feeling so good and then what do I want like I might not feel like I can get it right now I might not feel like emotions are there yet I want to feel joyous uh, adventurous I want to feel like I'm in flow I want to feel beautiful I want to feel compassionate I want to feel self-love I want to feel whole but I don't feel it right now and people listening to it might not feel it right now that's fine but at least you've now set your brain to think on a particular frequency like this is what I want and eventually your, your brain, the universe, your energy will start to go in that direction. So journaling really helps just clear out the system. Um, there's only so much that you can put in your mind. Um, but someone uh, that was on my podcast uh, a couple of years back said that he calls it a brain dump. So first thing in the morning, he would do a, a journaling session for 30 minutes and just write everything that's coming to him. So his mind is clear to think about the things he wants moving forward. Because mm, we wake that. up, we wake up and we don't, really choose our thoughts you know this is for 99% of us who haven't mastered really being conscious and and our direction of our thoughts is wake up and straight away it's a continuous stream of of whatever we were thinking about the last couple of days so yeah 
Not only is Live Like a Life Coach in your pocket, but we have coaches in 3D as well. With our most recent upgrade, you can sign up for one-on-one coaching with a person on the phone who will hold you down, hold you accountable, and offer you perspective as you build your big, bad, beautiful new life. Apple users can sign up for our Premium Plus plan through the app or check out our next level and mastery options at loveisviral.com forward slash coaching. Android users, we haven't forgotten about you. Live Coaching is available to you as well. Just reach out to us at dearlive at loveisviral.com and we'll fill you in on all the ways Live can create with you. Live Pocket Coach, welcome to your life. I've, I've actually experienced that recently and become more aware of it. When I wake up, my first thoughts are not the thoughts that I choose. They're fear-based. They're about schedule. They're about like lack and money. It's like all the things that maybe I've processed through the night or just whatever. And so in the morning, I've, every single morning when I wake up, because one of the things I've noticed for me is that concentrating on my why instead of my how, if I concentrate on my why, why do I, why do I want to put my daughter in the school? Why do I want the company to be successful? Why do I want my relationship to look like this? If the first thing I do is concentrate on that why, as opposed to the how or the schedule, it, it automatically kind of sets me up. Right. And I, I love what you said about journaling because that was a huge part of, of the book that I wrote, um, is, is, free writing makes you known to yourself. The ability to kind of put that subconscious chatter on a page and get it out of you. Um, over time, you start to recognize patterns. And I think it's incredibly valuable uh, to, to do that. So I love that. Okay, so what's next? Yep. Number three. Yeah, yeah, no. no, no, no I'm making my Gen- list. Gen- <laughs> go for it. Journaling, yeah, journaling is a big one. So if you're not journaling, start. Um, and someone actually asked me, I, I rec- recommended it to a friend and he was like, oh, how do I journal? Like, what's the structure that you use? I want to watch a YouTube video on it. And I was like, it's not that serious. Just just open a Word document, get a blank piece of paper and whatever comes to you, just just write that. There is no right or wrong. Yeah. And the beauty of journaling is sacred space that you know no one else is going to read. So it's a space for you to feel like there's no judgment. So that allows you to open up even more than you normally would um, on a day-to-day basis. So yeah, um, in terms of waking up, you just reminded me of, of something else. When you first wake up, uh, what I like to do is affirmations. Um, and this is not like some crazy thing that I do for 600, you know, repeating something 600 times. It's just literally for five minutes, I'll sit up in bed and just say out loud the things that I feel. Um, it's not even about goals. Like I just let go of the idea of goals last year because it was too overwhelming to think about. I want to do this with my life and I want to earn this amount of money and I want to be introduced to this person and I want this type of business. It's just like, no, it doesn't it's, It doesn't work that way. At mm-hmm. least for me, it's it's more about what state of being do I want to be in and that will naturally attract the opportunities for you. Um, so I, I'm not going to go into that tangent right now, but basically affirmation. So some of the ones that speak to me are, I wake up and and normally I'll say things that come intuitively, but some of the my go-to ones are like, I am in vibration with the universe. I radiate vibra- vibrations of love, peace, and joy. I am in fine flow and synchronicity with nature. I am open to new experiences. I am in alignment with my higher being. I am living my purpose. I am open to sharing and receiving abundant love, things like that, mm. I would say. So, it, it, and that's drastically different to what I used to say about, I used to say about what I wanted, which was more related to finance or opportunity and things of that nature, which were more kind of material. Mm-hmm. And when you dig a bit deeper to, to get what you want in this material world, which we live in, you need to be in a particular state of being, um, as you said, energy, frequency, and vibration. So if, you're, if your body isn't physically in that space to receive that level of opportunity, you, you're not going to get it. It all works through, you know, the law, law of vibration, which is the underlying kind of rule or, or um, thought behind the law of attraction, which everyone talks about and is crazy about when it comes to the secret and all of these sorts of things. Is I think one thing they don't really make clear is actually you have that power within you. It's not just about imagining what you want and getting pictures and having a vision board. It's how do you physically raise your vibration so that you are on the same vibration as the things that you want 
um, the vibration has to match. And if you don't have those things in your life, it's simply because your vibration isn't in match for those things. So if you look at the people, experiences, places, resources, and the money that you currently have, that's because you're at that level of uh, vibration because everything, including money, is a form of energy. And so you've mm. attracted all of that into your life by being a certain vibration. But if you want more than what you currently have, you need to raise your vibration to what it, what you ideally want it to be. So... Well, one of the things I want to make sure that we cover, because I think a lot of people, when they first come to this conversation, because you can, you can have the, like, you know, this is science, this is spiritual, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter, it works. Um, but one of the things I think people have a hard time with is when you talk about, well, how do I raise my vibration? And I think so much of what we do is we try to force things or we try to understand them or we're very aware of our lack. We're very aware of the fact that we haven't gotten the things and we try to push instead of actually, and this has been really powerful for me over the last um, several months, is aligning your thoughts as if it's already happened as and and being in that energy of receptivity and being in that place where it's like you're so grateful and so thankful for the things that you know are coming as opposed to being aware of how long it's taking and i think for me that that has been a huge shift because it makes it makes the weight easier right it makes that it makes it so much more um, and I, I feel like you become more imaginative and more creative and more willing to allow it to show up however it may. Because every time I've done that, and I used to create what do I want lists, like when you're talking about journaling, like what do I want? I would create them and then I would forget about it. And I went back and every single what do I want list that I created came true. And they were big things. They weren't small things. And some of them took a very long time. But it was almost like I knew that they would happen and I had faith that they would happen. So I didn't have to worry about them anymore. I just kind of tucked them into a notebook. And eventually over time, they came to be. And, and, and the way they came to be was much larger than I ever expected and much more beautiful and, and profound. And so I think that's another thing, too, is that sometimes we get stuck in these mental models of how. Like someone has taught us at some point in time, write your goals down, check off the things, here are the steps. And, and yeah, there are things that you have to do through life. But if you spend so much time each day, in that, I think it, it, it almost creates the blocks between you and the vibration that you're looking for. You're making it about what you can do to get it rather than allowing for it to come. Yeah, 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 definitely. So it's a couple of things come up there is like you want to be in flow rather than forcing it to happen. And one of the, the books that was instrumental for me to change my way of thinking uh, last year when I, when I was going through that, that kind of retractive period was uh, The Surrender Experiment. I don't know. Yeah, have you read it? it. Okay. Awesome book. Awesome book. Highly recommend it. So I've, I've listened to it multiple times since when I first listened to it back in September or August time. He, the, the, the author, Michael Singer, basically talks about how one day he was sitting on his couch and uh, he became aware of his thoughts. Just, you know, random thoughts. That he, he was like, I'm actually, I can see my thoughts. Like I can, I can think about me thinking them, if that makes sense. So he almost became the, the watcher rather than the being observer. the thoughts itself. Yeah, the observer. And then he thought, well, what would happen if, if the experiment was about uh, surrendering to the flow of life? And his concept was, if life itself is able to recreate itself in, in the womb and create limbs, create a heartbeat, um, plants are able by themselves as long as you give them the right kind of mix of ingredients with sunlight and, and um, water, etc., what is that intelligence that's allowing things to blossom on its own? Like you don't have to tell your heart to be, it's doing it by itself. When you're, when a baby's in the womb, it, it, you don't have to think about, Oh, I need to make sure my baby's kidney grows today. So I got to do the exit. It, it just, it's doing it itself to, to a level of perfection that's beyond us. So he said, if I was to get out the way and just allow my life to blossom, remove my personal preferences and just, go with the flow of the opportunities that are presented to me, where would I end up? And he made this pact with himself around 22 or 23 after he finished university to choose the opportunity that was in front of him compared to his personal preferences that were going on in, in his mind. So for example, he'd be presented with an opportunity and his mind would be like, no, you can't do that. How is that possible? That's not in line with your plan. You're not qualified to do that. And he would just say yes straight away. And it's fascinating to see over the, the course of the next 30 years where his, his life goes writes the book looking back at his life and it's I, I won't ruin it for those who haven't read it but it's 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 phenomenal and that really spoke to me because it was more about being in flow with 
adventure that life has ready for you if you just have a bit more courage and faith that knows better than you do where your life should lead where you should end up what you should be engaged with the people that you should be involved with the money that you you need to have to have these experiences will come to you because it's a natural blossoming of life if a plant is if a plant or a baby needs to blossom it will have the right ingredients it needs to get there like it's not going to hinder itself it already knows the process to blossom so just have more faith in 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 life's intelligence and that for me shifted my perspective from rather than focusing on on constantly doing it was more about being uh, and actually a human mm. being a point of awareness that's that's being brought into existence by means which are just fascinating to me when i think about how i was growing in my mother's womb and i'm just like how like how is that happening it's insane that no one has to give it instructions and you create a life form and then you birth yourself and then you know, you go through the whole process of, of cleansing your body when you eat food, when you breathe, like all of these, your body has its own way of cleansing itself to, to survive and to blossom and fold and to grow over time. But if you get out the way, and this is what I said about food earlier, is by eating food that's dead and doesn't really have any life value, you're hindering its process to blossom. And so you, it's having to go back and undo your mistakes constantly compared to, if you did eat right or you did have the right habits in place, you would naturally blossom that much faster. And it's not to say that, you know, the way we're living our lives is wrong. As you said, a lot of us aren't aware of these things. We're not taught about it. Um, it's not part of our awareness or consciousness. So it's important to have a lot of self-compassion and self-love um, to not judge yourself if you relapse or the fact that you haven't done some of these things and you're a particular age or you haven't got to a particular place by a certain age or you haven't hit a certain milestone yet. That's fine. Just think about what is it to do next? That's the most important thing that you can control. That's in your control is, okay, my life's been like this up to now, but where is the direction I want to go from now? What are the choices that I want to make from now? What are the thoughts that I want to have from now? Because everything from the now can be changed. You can't change anything that happened up to this point. I Sorry love for that. Running. No, 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 no. That's amazing because I will. This is like the fourth time that whole <clears throat> human being over human doing has come into my consciousness. Um, <clears throat> because I have a tendency to, I'm a doer. I am very active. I no, believe. I'm the same. In, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Action begets action. Like that's how I've been successful in life because I'm able to move things forward. And I think for me, it's been like this alchemical mix of a business acumen. And the ability to move things forward as well as kind of the spiritual esoteric. Like I also have a lot of faith and I also have some of these practices in my life. So there's been this kind of grand marriage. But there are moments where I feel like my doing creates resistance, right? Instead of just being. And and then I would be like, okay, well, what is that? What does being mean? And I'm looking through it from the lens of marketing, right? And from the lens of how people perceive me. And then finally I was like, I just need to step into that higher version of myself and be that person. And just as if these things have already happened that I would like to have happen and allow. And I think that's the other thing is like, I have this capacity for wonder. I love like the wonder of it all and being willing to allow it to show itself to me. Right. And so I think because of that, um, there is this fight between the two sides of me at times, the executive mindset who is like, no, you're supposed to do it this way. And, you know, have been in you know, corporate America for 20 plus years. And then the part of me who's just like, I believe in magic. Um, <laughs> so I think it's, it's just like, it's a really great message that um, we're so programmed to force that sometimes that that space where you stand there and instead of judgment of self from the past, instead of being like, well, I haven't done that in the past and you're, you're saying this was wrong. What, no, just, just try the new way today. Just, just what is, what does it look like from yeah. here forward and like start making those shifts and then just consider it almost like your personal human experiment. And I think if people can look at it from that place, from a place of joy and humility and curiosity and start putting these things into their lives and just seeing what happens. I think that they're going to be really surprised by how opportunity starts to show itself. Um, that's what I, I love about all of this. Yeah, I love what you said about using your life as an experiment because that's something I did journal about like uh, a, a number of months ago is that actually like from as far as we're, we're aware um, in, in this lifetime, we live up to a certain age and then that's it. Like you don't really know what happens next. You might have a certain or certain theory or some knowledge that you've 
consume from somewhere else that you might find to be true. But in reality, we, we've got X number of years before our time is our time is up. So in that time, you just do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Like, don't worry about what are people going to think about this, or what if I don't achieve this by that age, or what if my life doesn't mean this. Like, it's an experiment. Like as we said, yeah. just be. Why? Like your heart doesn't require anything to be. Like it, it's fine as it is. It just wants to be, and it's ticking along nicely so the same thing with your life like you don't have to create into some big revolutionary thing that allows you to be seen as this um big figure in society or or very well respectable or or wealthy or whatever it might be that you're chasing to to happen some of the smallest of things are awesome like Mm. being kind to people and not holding any anger in your heart not holding any hate in your heart radiating joy peace love those are things that stand out not many you don't come across many people who are radiating those qualities day in day out without the the need for expectation without the need for for you to return that you feel that energy from people who are giving you unconditional joy and love and and prosperity because they within themselves already feel that and that's a sense of being that's not a sense you don't have to do something to be or to be loving or to be uh in, in alignment that's just you being in your natural state without forcing it. That's how you are. If yeah. you force your breath right now, you will start to choke or suffocate. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But it's it's just happening in the background naturally. If you let it happen, it will work the way it's supposed to for you. So it's taking off that pressure for yourself. And I, I intuitively felt like that was the right mindset to have come into this year. Two of my words were surrender and adventure. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm surrendering to the flow of life. If things don't work as fast as I want them to or in the manner that I think they should that's fine take a step back slow down who who is telling you that you should be here by this age or by this time or by in in, in this way no one it's just me putting pressure on myself to say that this is how I need to look because my friends are doing this and my family's doing this and people on social media are doing this and comparison can really cause you to 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 create self-hate and self-judgment which is which is not good that's why there's a fine line between consuming certain things and and fasting from them because it can become overwhelming if you indulge in any one thing too much talk to me so i know that you have a couple more that you wanted to share is is fasting one of them yeah fasting was a um, big thing that came up for me um over the last over the last year um and and that's in and that's in all forms fasting initially the concept was to fast from food as we all know right like Mm -hmm. fasting from uh from eating for a certain amount of time or for a certain amount of days. But that really um, is the gateway to everything else. So when you actually fast for a certain amount of days, you begin to realize that habits start to arise um, in terms of your eating habits and uh, distraction habits in terms of indulging in, in social media or watching particular content or going towards certain foods. You realize that actually some of, most, of, most of this stuff is because you're uh, trying to fill a gap and be and kind of get that feeling of comfort so you go to most of these things as a source of pleasure but when you fast from certain things you give your body a chance to heal but also a chance for you to reflect on is this actually what is helping me elevate on my journey helping me raise my vibration and helping me go in the direction that i want and so as we said earlier with food that's one of them is your body will start to heal physically speaking it will literally start to heal if you stop eating for a short period of time and i'm not sort of do like 50 days um, but just 24 hours, you mm. know, or, or just skip dinner one day um, and, and just drink uh, like green tea or, or have some warm water and, and lemon or ginger or something like that. And you'll feel the difference in the morning. Uh, mm. Body has that much more time to, to heal. Uh, and that goes, that kind of contributes towards your vibration because you, now you wake up, you feel better. And because you feel better, you're thinking better. You exude more joy and love and compassion because you're like, you know what? I love life. I feel good about myself. I'm feeling happy today. I feel like I can get things done. I'm feeling motivated. Like it all starts from your, your health. So fasting from food is one thing, but then also through that process, I, I realized actually I need to fast from people. Mm-hmm. I need to fast from content. I need to fast from uh, experiences uh, and certain resources that I was diving into. So those those other things can also be things that you you fast from because emotions and feelings aren't always serving you. Um, more often than not, you you indulge in things like self hate or judgment or anger or fear. 
up and it's all on order and you don't realize that until you fast from it and take a break and say you know what i want to consciously stop myself from feeling things and so you realize what and then your brain starts to work out what's triggering those things and when that happens you're like oh i'm starting to get angry i can feel the rage rising or i can feel the conversation of self-hate and judgment going on about i'm not good enough because of this and that and the other and you start to come at it from a more um conscious place so you can start to look at these things and then that kind of leads you into journaling to write down what you're experiencing so you can reflect on it later and say actually this thing served me this thing didn't actually when i do this this is what happens and i feel this way and you can start to organize your life a little bit more um and what was the other thing so we said food we said emotions uh people and and content as well so people I, over the last year, I took a break from, from speaking to a lot of people. Um, and that's because when you're constantly speaking to people, it's taken, it takes a lot of my energy because when I speak to people, I like to give it, give it I have, and mm -hmm. then there's not anything left for me. So if you're constantly pouring water for other people, you've got none left for yourself. If you don't take a glass of water and, and quench your own thirst first, then you can go around for, 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 for a longer period of time, helping others drink water and, and pour water into their cups. So, I felt like, okay, I need to take time and energy for myself. I need to fast from speaking to certain people because one, it takes a lot of energy. And two, um, there are certain people that I just don't want to speak to because mm -hmm. they just bring down my vibration. They just bring down my energy. And I find comfort in being on my own because I feel like I can control that. If I'm on my own, I can control my own thoughts and emotions without having the added burden or, or influence from other people because other people can be tricked if they speak to you in a certain way or they make a certain comment or they um have a certain type of interaction with you it might get you to think in, in in a particular way and might trigger you like with some of my family members i know i have some some triggers that go off when they say certain things i'm like oh. and it <laughs> makes me feel it makes me feel a particular way and i want to be snappy and then all of these things so take time for yourself basically you know fast mm -hmm. from constantly being around people and feeling the need to fill a gap because if you feel like you can't be on your own and you're uncomfortable that's something to look at because mm. you should be you should be comfortable with your own company like that's that's who you live with throughout your life that's the one person that's going to stay with you is yourself so you need to be okay knowing that it's cool to have other people around me but it's also nice to be able to recharge and enjoy your own company so you can learn more about yourself like yeah. you know you want to you want to engage with other people and learn about other people's lives and help them as much as you can but what about helping yourself what about understanding who you actually are build a relationship with yourself I feel like you want to say something there before I go. Well, into it was like, thing. it's the whole thing. I love the whole idea of being the observer of self and learning how to be that because like so many times we see ourselves through other people's eyes. So if you can't get space from those folks, especially like when I left corporate America, like I had an identity that had to die and it's taken about two years for it to really kind of unwind itself. And I realized that I was looking at myself through not only the my colleagues and my clients, but also a corporate framework that had been embedded in who I was for so long. And sometimes if you don't have space from some of the things that tell you who you are, you don't know who you are. You know, it's like this new person, this new identity can emerge. And I, I love that the comment that you made, I just wanted to echo that. If you are uncomfortable being alone, you need to be alone. There, there. It's it, you're feeding yourself with distraction because there's things that need to be unco uncovered and and felt. There's through. a there's a there's a gap there that you don't like. There's yeah. a hole there that you're filling. Um, and it's the same thing with with. I had this conversation with one of my best friends last year before we went to went to Peru. Um, towards the end of the year, um, he went through a quite a harsh breakup, and through our conversation, it became apparent to me that he was just attached in, in a very negative way. And I said, well, seems like to me, tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you're using her to fill a void within you. And he was like, yeah, that sounds about right. Like, I feel like I can't live without her and I, I need her around during this time and that time. That's why I keep giving in every time she reaches out to me and wants to meet up, even though I want to distance myself. I, I need space for myself, but I can't help it. And I said, well, relationship, what well, that made me realize that relationships are about coexistence not codependence mm -hmm. and that's not just with your partner but with everything and everyone that you come into contact with you shouldn't have to rely on someone to feel good about yourself 
you should be able to coexist to uplift each other. So if you're feeling joyous, you can help the other pe- person feel joyous. You shouldn't have to rely on them to make you feel like, oh, if this person's not feeling great, then I'm not going to feel great. Or if they don't compliment me, I'm not going to feel great. You have um, a conversation in your head all day long with thoughts that you can control. So if you're telling yourself, you're affirming to yourself that I'm great, I, I exude vibrations of love joy and peace and i i help other people feel the same way i elevate all those who i speak to now other people will start to feel that energy rather Mm. than you looking for an answer in someone else or something else you're never going to find it because it's going to work for a short period of time then you get bored and then you want to move on to the next tv show or the next girlfriend or the next partner or the um form of indulgence the next type of food and the next takeaway whatever it is it's like there's it's never ending like it's an endless pit of of just you draining your energy trying to find an answer that's actually within you just take time to be with yourself and figure out what makes you happy and you realize more often than simple things i love that um i know that we have we don't have a whole lot more time so do you have more items on the list one more thing to, to fast from is content um Social media has become extremely overwhelming and, um, you know, and, and that includes people, um, Netflix series, um, people that you speak to, all of that stuff. And for me, it was a lot of it was around content that I was consuming on Instagram because I'm, I was big on Instagram up to then with my personal page and my, my podcast page. And I almost felt like it was overwhelming because the content that I was getting from other people or, or seeing on my feed, sorry, from other people was once inspiring to me but then it got to a point last year where i was like actually this is not so this is causing me more stress than than it is causing me pleasure so i don't actually i realized i actually don't resonate with these people anymore maybe it's yeah. time to time to unfollow you know like i don't i need to fast from it just because i spoke to them once and they were part of my life once or i had a relationship with these people once doesn't mean it has to continue and that I'm a bad person just because I choose to unfollow. I'm in a different space now. What I want and people I want to be around, the energy that I want to uh, receive and, and attract and, and give off is different to what it once was. Uh, that's all right um, to do that. So um, fasting from that content on social media was a big thing for me. And what that made me realize is it opened me up to other forms of content that I wanted to consume. So the two things I had to let go of to be open to new ideas was social media uh, which I pretty much dropped completely for a while um, and books that I had so I've been big on reading so my personal library collection went huge Um, but at the start of this year when I looked at that I got this a similar feeling to what uh, I got when I was looking at some of the old profiles on social media which was none of this stuff serves me anymore like okay it served me at one point I invested money in buying these books and courses but it doesn't serve me anymore so I literally just took as many books as I, I felt necessary and just put them in the in in the shed or the garage um ready to give to charity or to the local school or library whenever whenever places start to open up again because it i had that sense of attachment for so i was like without these books i'm not clever or what if i need to read them one day or what if i need to refer to them they're going to help me one day actually they're not yeah they're not you just rely again it's an external source of relying on knowledge knowledge is external information that you get from a source outside of yourself wisdom is what comes from within you can't find wisdom from something else that can only come from within you and i had to let go of social media and books to then focus on right now my mind's clear what's coming up for me what is it that i really want to learn about what is it that i really need to understand more deeply and a few of the books that came up that really uh, spoke to me was autobiography of a yogi the surrender experiment um what was the other ones the yugas and there was one more let me see if i've written down there was one more book um da, 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 da. and the holographic universe so which i think you'll love by the way holographic universe it talks a lot about the brain and, and the universe and, and we won't go into it now, but it goes into a lot of scientific detail. I'm so detail. nerding out about all, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so those four books have been foundational. And I was careful not to do the same mistake and like, all right, cool. Well, I'm just going to buy a whole different bunch of books in a different genre and make the same mistake again. It's not the case. It was more like, I want to buy it based on my intuition telling me this is what you need to learn about next. Mm. So whereas before I'd be like, that title seems cool on Amazon. That one seems one's being recommended to me i need to know about all of these things so i can sound clever and i can progress in my life because i need to learn about business management productivity creativity 
all of those things will be learned along the way. But the foundational thing is figure out who you are first. Don't yeah. run in a direction that you might find yourself lost in. Eventually, when you get to the destination, you'll be like, where the hell am I? Like, I'm not even enjoying it here. This is just foreign to me. Figure out who you are, what you want, and then the universe will start bringing the resources, the people, the experiences that you need to fulfill that feeling that you want to so badly chase after or, or, or create in your life. So um, I forgot the question that you asked me. I think, is there anything else on the list, right? I think that's it. And I, I love that because I actually was, I, um, so I'm at, I have space right now. My daughter's with her father and my partner is visiting family. So I actually like purged my closet yesterday because I walked in. Some of I the did the same thing my, as well. It, well, they reminded me of lack or an experience or a situation or something. And I was like, all of a sudden, I'm like, this doesn't, my closet felt heavy. So I purged my closet. And then I was looking at my bookshelf last night and I was like, why do I have all of these books that like, I will never read again. I have thousands of books. Like I have an enormous book collection and I'm like you, when I get excited about a subject, I had a ten tendency to go online and just order everything around that subject. And even if I didn't agree with everything in the book, I wanted to know all of the different arguments yeah. for and against. <laughs> so I have this enormous collection and I'm looking at it in like some of the like I had books that I read like 10 years ago from like comedians who wrote like their own memoirs. And I'm like, they don't resonate at all. Some of the books that I ordered two years ago about relationships and self-discovery don't resonate at all. Some of the people that I used to follow don't resonate at all. So it's just really interesting that I think you get to a place where you start to realize how much of the external information do you really need and what's coming with you, right? And I think a lot of people... They're very confused when they see my book collection because it's almost like arguments for and against everything. And they're like, what's like, do you agree? And I'm like, I don't have to agree to consume a piece of content. I allow it to either make sense and, and help evolve my thought process or I'm like, no, absolutely not. I don't like whatever. And I think I'm also becoming a lot more particular about what I let in, but I'm very interested in the, um, the surrender experiment. I think that that one's going to be mind blowing. Um, I just, I'm very aware of our capability and how much capacity we have. Um, and I think that to me is very exciting because I think we've spent a lot of time listening to self-development gurus and people within the self-development world who are like, here's the five ways you can do this. And here are the three ways you can do this. And here's the book that you need to read to unlock you from your past. And I think that all of our experiences are so layered and so personal that you're going to find your way through. Um, but you really have to find your way back to yourself. Listen, so if you, if sorry to cut you off there, but no. I felt like you made an interesting point at the end, which is really strongly speaking to me is about personal development gurus and, and this whole thing about being part of someone else's marketing plan. And mm -hmm. some of these people may have great intentions to help in the world and to, to help you in your life. Some may not, but ha you don't really know what to consume if you don't heal what's like kind of the trauma that's going on inside you. And I feel like that's what's been most important for me is to actually look at myself and find out all the places where I'm feeling that there's burden or lack or, or self-hate or, or self-judgment or a lack of compassion. Mm -hmm. Because all of these negative things is what the personal development space feeds on, right? I'm not naming names because it's, it's not like I hate that industry or whatever because it has helped me along my journey. But what I'm saying is people will market to you based on what you're lacking. That's how they sell you stuff, right? Like you're missing this. Trust me, you need this because it will help you in your life. And you'll buy it believing there's a gap in my life, actually. So it makes sense that I'll use this product or service to fill that gap that I feel inside me. I don't feel complete. So I, maybe I need to listen to this person. But when you start journaling, when you start reflecting, you start healing some of those things and you realize some of the tools are simple. You don't need mm -hmm. to buy a $5,000 program. What you need to do is forgive yourself. And then you feel mm. like, you know what, I've got the answers already. I don't need yeah. to, I don't need to trawl my way through the modules to understand and travel halfway around the world to understand what it means to live a fulfilling life. Well, if you forgive yourself for everything that's happened, now you've started on a, on a fresh chapter, a, a fresh milestone. And I then it might be, that. it might be forgiving um, your partner or, or a family member or, or, or someone who's not, no longer alive. That's, that's still fine. You know, if we're talking about everything being energy, they're not really gone anywhere that energy is still present. Um, and that brings up one other quick example I'll say is with, with the energies, there was a saint 
um, who had a, a number of disciples who were surrounding his his uh, bedside as he was dying and his body was decaying from whatever disease he was suffering from at the time. And uh, his disciples said, why don't you heal yourself? You know, you can heal yourself. Like We know that you have the power to do that. We really don't want you to to leave. And he was like, well, I have no use for my body anymore. I'm happy to go. And he, they were like, please don't leave us. Please, please, Guruji, don't leave us. And he was like, don't be silly. Where would I go? Mm. And that was a, that was a simple example uh, of someone who is living at the highest level of consciousness possible because he understands the body is an expression of his true essence, which is consciousness. So if your body goes away and dissolves, that's fine. It just means that it no longer serves you on your journey. And you, you stop looking at it from a, a linear perspective, which is life and death, life and death, life and death. It doesn't like reflecting on death, which is one of the things, I know it sounds dark, but it's one of the things I've been thinking about over the last year, you know, killing off certain parts of myself so that I could be born again. I don't really see death as a as an end milestone or a concept. It's just another form of birth into a different life. Mm-hmm. So you're just being born multiple times into different places in different time zones uh, as different people or different things. So I mean that that's a whole different conversation but like I know I'm I like mean, okay that's another that, podcast. <laughs> yeah 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 exactly yeah. So I, I don't want to go there right now but like it's just it's just interesting that you know this whole thing about taking time to to understand who you really are um that was a big question that was on my mind who am i starting there yeah and then when you answer that um it that will open up a lot of deeper conversation because then you think about well i'm Jeanette, i'm vipple i'm v i'm a writer or i'm a recruiter i'm a business person those are just name tags okay well i'm this body i'm i'm me who's me who said the word me and then you go deeper and deeper into all of these layers where you're like oh shit actually I don't actually just, know the answer to that question. <laughs> right? I'm like this this being, this, I love that. So, love that. yeah. Well, I have one final question for you. Go. Because uh, I know that we're, we're running out of time. Um, the new show, you were on the old show, the new show is called Love is Viral. And the idea behind Love is Viral, um, Olivia came up with it, with the idea that if we love ourselves and truly understand ourselves and love each other, that love can go viral, that we have the ability to span generations. Um, how would you tell someone to make love go viral or how are you doing it in your own life? I'm taking the advice of, uh, an Uber driver that I actually <laughs> had the pleasure, had the pleasure of, of having a with in Christmas of 2019, unexpected journey at two o'clock in the morning. And as he was talking, he was just so alive at two o'clock in the morning and his energy was amazing. So I was like, okay, I need to listen to this guy because I was quite tired. So I just listened to everything he had to say and he was full of wisdom. And I said, well, what was what, what are the, one of the few things that you've realized along your journey so far? And he said, you know what? Love opens unexpected doors. Love relentlessly. People mm. need more. People need to be loved and appreciated more. So I came into the beginning of this year feeling like what would happen if I went all in on love mm. with the way that I act, with the way that I think, with the way that I respond to people um, and the way that I move forward in service. So advice would be love relentlessly. Um, makes it, and, and that means that translates to something that if you want a tangible example of how I'm doing that is small things um, like, sorry, I just got a notification that my battery's going low. It should be fine. Let me just double check. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, yeah, we've got, we've got a bit of time. So... Um, leaving notes for my family. So I'm still, I'm still living with my family here. Um, looking for a place just before this whole lockdown thing happened. So I was like, Oh, well, it's just time to just stay with family a bit longer. So every other morning or whenever I feel, I would just handwrite a note or a letter to say, mom, I love these things about you, or you're an amazing mom, or you know what, this is, I feel like your mom is trying to say to you today because her mom hasn't got her full mental uh, faculty so that's a soft spot for her knowing that she never had a mom growing up so I'll just think about these things and write you know what what's going to uplift her when she wakes up and she reads this little thing that's just going to make her day that much more brighter or I write a thank you note to my dad thank you for teaching me how to um, how to love more how to be more relentless how to forgive people whatever it might be how to be of service to people how to do the small things for people um, and that, that really brings people up so just leaving notes of, of love and and gratitude like you know it's, it's it's really simple like you don't need to learn that from a guru like you just open your heart don't be scared to open your heart 
you want to put yeah. it in one sentence. I love that. Love relentlessly. I think that that's like really powerful. And I just, I want to thank you so much. I'm so glad that we made the connection and um, I just value everything in that mind of yours. So I want to thank you for being on the show and sharing. And I'm, I'm sure I'm going to bother you to come back on in the future. I'd love to. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for, thanks for having me. Um, I know sometimes I felt like oh, I need to to stop rambling on, but like definitely we should do we should do a part three because there's there's definitely more in there that we could we could dive into um, had we had the time because there's a number of um, plant medicine journeys that I've been on as well. So that's just another another topic and, another and some of the some of the things that I've been writing about as well, which which we didn't cover. So yeah, I'd lo- love to share all of that stuff whenever you're ready to next. Amazing, amazing. We'll have an amazing day, and uh, we'll have you on again soon. Likewise, speak to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for joining today. I love V's advice to love relentlessly. Don't be scared to open your heart and go all in on love. I love that. You can find V on Instagram at ThePoolBasanya and at KnowYourLegacy. As always, please subscribe, leave a review, and don't forget to share with your friends. We are always interested in content that uplifts, so if you have ideas, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at dearlive at loveisviral.com. You can also find us on Instagram at loveisviral.media or visit our website at loveisviral.com. Apple users, don't forget to give the Live Pocket Coach a try by downloading it for free for seven days.